You are listening to Cafecito con Magali and Glenda podcast, a place for empowerment, fitness, beauty, music, Latino culture, and so much more. Welcome back. Hey, girl. Hey. How's your training going? It's okay. I am training. I am on schedule, but I don't know if I told you about my tiny injury. So I was in my home alone and I was dancing because I used to dance and I decided to try to do the WAP dance by Cardi B, the TikTok dance. And I did a high kick and I think I pulled my hamstring. (laughs) (laughs) And I told Glenda, I'm like, yeah, a lot of people got injured doing that dance. And Glenda's like, what? I'm like, yes, there was like an article. All these people that were doing the walk dance were like getting injured. So I wasn't surprised when you told me that you got hurt. That's for, that's for Cardi. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. And now, um, so I am on track for the marathon, um, but I do feel my hamstring a little tight when I run. So every night I stretch out, I have like a band. And I stretch out my hamstring because it's, it's ridiculously tight. Like it, there's a huge difference between my right foot, my right hamstring and my left hamstring. Um, yeah. But other than that, things are going well. It's going well. I need to focus on hydrating because I haven't been doing that. But now that it's getting hotter, I feel like it's getting a little bit easier to drink the crazy amount of water that I used to drink. Oh, yeah. What about you? I started off good. So we're on week three. And Mm -hmm. our training plan is 26 weeks. Um, My first week, I started off strong. I was like hyped, getting it. The second week, I slowed down. I was not feeling it. Like I wasn't feeling well. So it was hard for me to get out there. And now this is third week, doing pretty good so far. So it's just like some days it's, I'm like, yes, I have energy. And then there's other days I'm like, I cannot even get out of bed. So it's every day is like a daily struggle. So I'm just like, I'm like, I hope tomorrow's a good day. I hope tomorrow's a good day. So we're just taking it day by day, but I know we have a long journey ahead of us and I'm excited and I'm glad we have each other because we can check in with each other. And I don't feel as terrible where I'm like, Linda, I'm struggling or like, <laughs> it's so. hard. Um, you know, my brother and I now, because we really don't have time to mess around anymore. My brother is going with me running and we go at night. And so we have like these belts. I I don't know if they're belts. They're like running belts. Reflecting. Reflectors. Yeah. Yeah. And they light up and they look funny. Like (laughs) they look funny when you're, when there's no, when the sun is still out. But once it's dark, people are like, oh, wow, we need to get some of those. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good. Because if somebody's just driving past you, you're crossing the street, and they're not paying attention, like they're gonna, they're gonna miss you. Like somebody with really dark windows can easily miss you. Yeah, he's struggling too. He says that I motivate him because I do pretty well. And I don't stop. And he said that after mile three, he was just going to walk back (laughs) the last mile. But then he was like, my sister can't beat me. So it just gave him motivation to keep going so that I wouldn't beat him. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. We just got to keep moving. Yeah, we could do this. We can. 
here we go. <laughs> yeah. So we have an incredible guest on the podcast today, Joanne A. Vargas, a proud Latina from the Bronx, New York. She has run various marathons, you guys, various, not just one, various, including three of the world's marathon majors. We invited Joanne to come on the podcast to talk to us about her love for running and why she got started. She's going to give us some insight on her training and recovery and how her passion for running has taken her to the world majors. Let's get right into it. Thank you for being here. So we have you here because we're amateur runners. We need all the tips that we can get. We want to hear all about you. This is not about us. This is about you. First, I want to know what got you into running. What got me into running, um, it's more like of a personal thing. I was a dancer for about 17 years, like professionally. I choreographed, I performed a lot, I traveled a lot. And once I became a mom, that stopped. And I wondered what's something else I can do because I felt like uh, I lost a lot of my life when I became a mom. And I mean that kind of wholeheartedly. I lost a lot of the passions that I had as an individual. Become a mom and everything is you live, breathe, die for your children, right? And I kind of hit postpartum. It's very real. And I was very depressed, very sad. I was a breastfeeding mom for two years and I was crying all the time, sleeping. Like, I was like, I'm not dancing anymore. I'm not physically active anymore. I started like thinking like, what else can I do? What else can I do? I can't dance because I can't travel. I have a newborn. So I said, what if I pick up running? I had ran, you know, here and there, like a leisure activity, like a hobby activity, but nothing serious. So I started picking it up as a mental health thing. And I don't think people understand um, how running and mental health are so in line. I had no training. I didn't know what the world majors were. I didn't know about marathon running with training tips. I just was like, you know what? It's the easiest thing to do. You do it at your own pace, your own time, put on your shoes by yourself. So I started running and it kind of got me out of that, that depressive state I was in. I didn't seek any like therapy or anything. Running was my therapy. I think that when I started doing that, I started looking into it a little more. And um, here in New York, we have what we call the New York Roadrunners. They have a series of professional races and stuff. So I, I signed up. My first race ever shortly after that was a, uh, the Women's 10K. Of course, me being the feminist that I am, I'm like, yeah, it's a women's race. I'm going to do this. Yes. And then after that, the rest was history. After Mm -hmm. I did my first race, the postpartum slowly, slowly started. I started healing from it. I started kind of getting back my life through running. I started appreciating my body for what it is and for what it has produced, not only as a daughter, but your body carries you miles and we don't realize it even by just simply walking. And yeah, so after that, the rest was history. After I did my first race and I noticed how much it healed me from my postpartum and it made me appreciate my body more. And as a woman, I just became kind of like a runner slowly thereafter. And wow. So what was your first full marathon? Was that also New York? Yes, of course. It was the TCS marathon. I believe I did it. I started running in 2017. So you literally have to qualify for it. You have to do a series of races prior to qualifying for it. So I did all my races and then I ran it in, I believe it was 2018. And that was my first marathon ever. Wow. Nothing in the world prepares you (laughs) for that. No, nothing. We were just talking earlier. I did my first marathon a couple of years ago. I think I'm going to say four or five years ago. And Mm -hmm. I said, 
I would never run a marathon <laughs> again. The pain that I felt, I can't even describe it. Like I couldn't sleep, Mm-mm. but I was right. so tired. I couldn't mm-hmm. move my body unless I physically like and mentally got up and moved it myself when I was sleeping. Like I was like, <laughs> never again. And Magali got this bright idea to run the marathon. And I was like, no, thank you. And I don't know why I said yes. I don't know why. But here we are today. Right. Yeah. So Glenda ran it. And then I met her uh, like a few years after she ran her marathon. And then Mm -hmm. I ran mine. She trained me for it because I had no idea what I was doing. And by the way, Mm -hmm. the second time around that I'm like, okay, this marathon is coming up. And you know why I got really really excited because there hasn't been any races so everything has been virtual so as soon as I saw that announcement that there was the LA marathon was going to happen like in person I freaked out and I'm like I have to (laughs) and I had said the same thing like oh I don't I don't think I'll ever run one again maybe like in a decade maybe I'll do it every like but you will always (laughs) run one again you will always run one again I don't care what anyone says I can almost bet money on it because like I was saying, like with my friends, who's my best friend, she said, you are absolutely crazy. You are four feet, 11, 113 pounds. You're trying to run a marathon. Like, what is wrong with you? There has to be seriously something wrong with you. And I said, I said, no, Nola, Nola, I'm going to do this. You're going to see, I'm going to do this. And I told her, I'm going to have you run it too. She's like, are you crazy? I'm like, no, you're going to do it. And she's one that she's you know she's a lot taller than I her her build is completely different Mm -hmm. and she ran it and she ran it again I think it was uh 2019 I forget my dates with COVID and everything and um she ran it and I remember I finished and I texted her and I said where are you she's like Joanna I just finished and it took her about okay six hours but she finished and I told her, and that is what counts. Who cares what your time is? At the end of the day, no one cares about what your time is, unless you're like trying to compete or become a competitive runner, a professional runner, or qualify, Boston qualify. We all kind of tremble at those words. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, but other than that, and now I'm like, Nola, would you run another? And she's like, mm. I'm like, I told you, because it's just like, afterwards you're like I'm so tired like Glenda said like you're just so exhausted that you're just like I will never do this again but then now she's like you know what after COVID and everything I might just do it and I'm like you see it's addicting running is very addicting and I don't think people notice how addicting it is in in the most healthiest of ways and again our mental health is so important now more than ever with COVID and everything happening, especially in New York with New York, it's like, it's such a vibrant city. Everywhere you go, you always see someone running or someone playing basketball or someone's doing something. And to literally, I can tell you, it was a dead zone here. It was so heartbreaking. I thought that running would get me through COVID, honestly. And it didn't. It really didn't. I'm going to be very honest with you girls. I completely shut my running down completely like I thought I would be out there more but there was like no motivation I guess like no real races happening like Maggie said there was no real reason to train you kind of felt sad like wow like we had nothing the running community here literally had nothing to really look forward to we have running groups in New York here that I also I'm a part of one and we couldn't even hold our runs I was just like you know what I tried running a few times at the 
with that mask on and it's just so hard and mm. it was very hard but now it's like we got the news that the marathon is happening come November and I'm like yeah like I couldn't even <laughs> contain myself at work I got it while I was at work and I almost burst into tears because when running has taken up so much of your life and it has helped you through such tough times when you get some news like that, and maybe some at someone else will look at me and say, she's absolutely nuts and out of her mind. It's just a race. Like, like Maggie said, when you do it virtual, all these virtual races, it's not the same than when you actually run a marathon. And when I got New York, I'm like, I'm running New York. I'm running New York. I'm running <laughs> like, Because it's, it, it's just a different whole experience just in general running it, honestly. That race... <laughs> That you're running in New York is happening the same day as the LA Marathon, November 7th. So we're going to be running together, but together. in different parts of the country. <laughs> That's really cool. The New York Marathon, is it the same like in LA? Have you ran the LA Marathon? I have not. And I'm, oh. I'm definitely looking forward to doing it. I have never ran in California. I've ran in other places, but never. And I'm like, I have to do that one. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> is it is the energy the same the, because the spectators really motivate us? Like mm-hmm. I, if there's one part in the LA marathon where it's just um, homes, so nobody's there. And that's probably mm-hmm. the toughest part. I think you're maybe on your 21st mile and okay. nobody's there. Nobody's cheering you on yeah. and then once you get to the ocean. Then you see more people and you're like, yes, I'm almost there. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I mean, what I would tell everyone and not cause I'm a New Yorker, you know, and I'm a, a diehard New Yorker, but I, I tell people, if you've never ran New York, you need to run New York. Like you are, to me, it's like, you can't tell me you're a marathon runner and never run New York, New York is amazing like the the supporters like the music the performers there's people dancing there's people handing like Gatorade handing every like here 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 let's go let's go (laughs) like the the signs they're like keep it moving come on come on you can do it and honestly the first half literally a little a little less than half is centered in the part of Brooklyn in New York and when I tell you they carry you those spectators carry you through the toughest of times. And I think with New York, we don't necessarily have a quiet zone. I think the the quiet zone would be when we're coming in from Queens into the actual New York City area and First Avenue, because it's a bridge. So people aren't allowed on it. So this is the amazing part of the bridge on there. That is where I think you get tested the most because there are no spectators. There is absolutely nothing. And all you hear is dun, 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 dun. And those are just the feet, like people moving. Dun, and you hear like the breathing. Dun, dun. And I'm just like, wow. Like we're all on this bridge together. Like we're all trying to get to the city. The minute you get off that bridge and turn that left, because I already know it's coming. I'm like, yeah, it's like the city <laughs> all over again. Everyone is screaming all over again. And of course, I of course, when you get into the Bronx, it's it's a different world. Simply because I also have a running group that's I'm from the Bronx, so they center in the, the boogie down Bronx runners. I mean, the immense. There's people from other countries and groups, and th- some people who are not from New York. They stop and they're like, "Who are you guys?" 
because you guys carried me through and they see someone there let me roll you let me roll you because we have the the rollers the sticks where you roll your legs out let me roll like the acid out you're like come on come on I'm gonna roll you I I really am looking forward to that this year and because of COVID I'm just hoping that everything kind of lessens and relaxes itself so that we can have the same amount of spectators because honestly like what Glenda said like they carry you they honestly I don't think people even get it how important it is for the spec some people it's like you know I can do without it I promise you you won't do without it you have to have the the mental the mental ability because it hurts like hell it does we call the wall mile 20 to 21 we say you hit a wall And we literally have a sign here in New York that my group, my running group that I'm part of puts up and it says the wall. And when you cross it, you see it. (laughs) And they're there like cheering and screaming just to get you past that wall. Because if you know, if you make it past mile 20 to 21, you know, you're going to finish. You're going to finish. Have you always been part of a running group or is the boogie down running Um, first group? Oh my gosh. So funny story with that. You know, I started running, as I said, to combat postpartum depression and everything else, but also because it was a solo sport. And I'm an extrovert when it's something that I like, such as like speaking about running and things like that. But I'm I'm very to myself. So I'm like running is something that no one can see me really suffer if I fail or if <laughs> I feel like I fail. No one would know. You know, um, it's not like a basketball game that, you you know, everybody's watching you. And then I ran alone for about a year and a half I finished my first marathon alone no training no group no nothing and then um on Instagram I started seeing running what we call our running crews and we have several in the Bronx I started attending them and none of them really sat well with me like it didn't fit me I, I didn't feel like I felt like I fit there until I got to the boogie down Bronx runners and then when I got there I'm like these are my people like, I, I get them. Like, they vibe with me. Like, I get it. Like, we're from the same, you know, we're from the hood. Like, we're the same type. And people would see us run and they're like, what? Like, what? Like, they couldn't even understand. Because our borough, the Bronx, some, we have a, a model that says not 62. And what it means is there's a lot of boroughs in New York City. And there's a lot of places in New York, in New York. You know, there's New York City, which is like five boroughs. But there's New York, the state. And it's very big. But we're the most, the unhealthiest county. The Bronx is the unhealthiest county. We're, we're literally number 62 for obesity, for lack of exercise and movement, and just simply not having certain foods and nutrition available to you. The Boogie Down Bronx Runners, we focus on building a healthier Bronx and bringing the community together and advocating for uh, people like myself who live in these areas, in urban areas where you run, they're mm-hmm. like, what are you running from? What are you running from? Oh, what are you running from? It's not like you're running for health. What are you running from? Hold on. What's going on? And now because of groups like that, it's being seen more often. And we're fighting for health and we're fighting for less, less obesity, more nutritional foods, more access to health care and just overall health for us to survive a little longer. You know, they spoke my language. I met my fiance there. (laughs) congratulations by the way yeah he's also a runner um he has a very inspiring story himself with running having that group and and I'm still an introvert even when I attend the group runs I'm very quiet um my fiance is very outgoing I'm more like 
we'll run together. We're cool. We'll run together, but I don't want to talk too much. And, um, but it's good to know that they're there and they're supportive and they are there. If they know you're running, they're like, you know, Joanne is running the New York city half. We need to be there. You see the flags, you see everything. And that's, what's so good about being in a, in a crew or in a group. And like, if you guys ever visit New York, if you ever running the marathon, you guys have to come out with us at least once. Yeah. So that uh, you guys are more than welcome and you will see. And even if they don't even know you, they'll be like, what's her name? Go Maggie! Go Maggie! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, it's just so open to everyone. And that's something that running does. Like you're running beside someone and you don't even know where that person's from. You're like, wow, you came from where? <laughs> <laughs> Is the group open to anybody? Like if somebody's on vacation and they want to just train with you guys for a few days or just absolutely, oh, absolutely, awesome. absolutely. Like there's no requirement. We have a, uh, uh, what we do is when we go out on our runs, it's, it's every Tuesdays, usually in the summertime, we train on the track on Thursdays, but on Tuesdays is like every Tuesday, you know where to find us. We're in the same place. We three mile run. They based it on, on pace. So if you run 10 minutes a mile, uh, nine minutes a mile, whatever it is, you fall within a group so that you're comfortable running within yeah. that group. And if you're a walker, and you're just a walker, and you're just new to running, you can go with the walking group. There's a walking group slash running walking to make sure that everyone is safe and every and we do not leave until the last person finishes. And that's something that even in a marathon, if it took you six hours, that group will be there until the six hours until the last man goes through. Like if they have to walk you through it, they will walk you through it. That's something that I missed as a solo runner, because when you're solo, you're just trucking through it. And I mean, my first marathon, I was a solo runner, wasn't part of a crew, wasn't nothing. And I suffered it a lot. I think I, I was way over my head. I trained a lot. After mile 2021, I was like, what am I doing here? Like, what am I doing? I, like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I literally ran my almost in six hours. And I'm like, how did I run it in six hours if I trained so hard? Right? <laughs> the last year that I did it, I ran it in less than five hours. Wow. And I was like, that's like a two hour and something PR like, and I'm of course, I'm still working on getting um, better and better and better. It goes into your nutrition, your lifestyle, um, your recovery process. It takes a lot more to running than people think. Just thinking off the top of my head, my first tip would be strength training. People don't realize it, but people think that, let me increase my mileage. Let me increase my pace. Yeah, that's all well and good. But if your joints cannot take that hit, if your muscles cannot take that hit, you will end up as an, as an injured runner. And that is the worst possible situation you want to find yourself in. And I know very well, and I learned it the hard way, and I wish someone would have told me that. And that's why I always tell everyone, like, don't think that because you have a plan and it says running and it says run certain amount of miles that day, you're off the hook. No, you run those miles, you go home, you give yourself some hours, and then you do some calf stretches, you stretch, you strengthen you because your muscles have to carry you. I don't think I strength trained enough for my first marathon at all. And it was an epic fail for me. It, it was painful. It was very hard. Like my marathon pictures, because I don't know. I don't know if you guys get your pictures, but I got, oh my God. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> like they caught me walking. Oh my God. I was horrified. <laughs> I was horrified. I was like, oh my God. 
and it was my first marathon. So people are like, what? It was your first, you know, doesn't matter. You finished. But I was horrified because I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I looked so terrible. I looked like I was over light. I, but then like my second year, after running a few of them, like now I'm like, yeah, I'm posing. I'm like, yeah, I got this. Like, because you learn, you know, that's what I did. I had to learn and I learned, you know, painfully learned. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm following the training plan that uh, the LA Roadrunners provided us. And you mentioned you guys Mm -hmm. have New York Roadrunners. And Mm -hmm. on it, I did notice that, that like some days weights, straight training, and then other days, progressive runs where it's just like short runs, but it's like speed the next day, it's smiles. But I did notice there's days on there that it's asking to do weights. And Mm -hmm. my first marathon, I don't believe I did any weights at all. And before I started running, I was just like a gym rat. All I did was lift weights. So when I started running, all I did was run after the run, I was in a lot of pain and I did cryotherapy. So I was going, I did cryotherapy two times before and after. And even that, like I couldn't get out of bed. And I think that's what it was. Like all Mm -hmm. I was, was running. Like I wasn't really strong. Like my knees hurt, my ankles hurt, like my lower back hurt, my hips hurt. Mm -hmm. I was in all kinds of pain. So is there anything that you do to prepare your body throughout the training Mm -hmm. Um, the first thing I would say to that is you want to be able to understand something. And I, and I tell people when you choose to run a marathon, forget about your social life. Okay. Straight. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. give it to you straight. Forget about your social life because drinking till about one in the morning, (laughs) it's not going to cut it. You have to mentally prepare to do things a certain way. Running is a certain lifestyle, eating a certain way, sleeping, sleeping is so important to running. And that's one of the things that I do to prepare myself. You have to sleep. And sometimes the night before a race, we usually we take out our stuff, we get our kind bars or our nutritional bars out, our gels. I hate them. My fiance lives by them. She's the <laughs> energy gels. I hate them. (laughs) Our shakes, our water, 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 can't stress it enough. Cramping happens because and don't wait, you know how many people I know, like me, (laughs) who waits, who wait till the night before a race to drink water, and then you're up using the bathroom all night. So it interrupts your sleep. So by the time you get up for your race, you're exhausted. My fiance was so great at that. When I met him, he's like, he was like, we need to get up. You need to get dressed. And I was like, oh, another race. Oh, my God, another race. Oh, my God, we're going to keep doing this. And not because I don't love running, but running is great when it's not in the morning. <laughs> I, you know, I hate it. I, I am not a morning person whatsoever. To prepare for a race, you need to mentally be prepared. You need to mentally be okay. And I think running is so much uh, mentally to know I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. I have to get dressed at a certain time. I have to drink my water. I have to go to sleep. And it's so hard because sometimes like with me, again, what happened in my first marathon, I went out the night before with my family to kind of pre-celebrate that I was running a marathon and carb up. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah, that. Carb, carb up. Carb yeah. up. Let's carb up. Let's carb up. So I ate steak. I ate this. I ate that. Because at the time <laughs> I was eating meats. And I did everything to like sabotage my marathon my first time around. And that was the worst thing. Stay off your legs, for God's sake. Stay off your leg. At least, at least your last run, your last long run should be at least the long one. At least two weeks out from the marathon. 
And for the next two weeks after that, you want to do running. You want to run, but you don't want to do anything too crazy. You don't want to keep training up until the marathon because you're going to be so sore. You're taking mileage away from your leg. And that's why I tell people, foam roll, for God's sakes, foam roll, foam roll, foam roll. I bought a big one and I can't tell you my IT band always inflamed, which is the side of your hip all the way down to your knee. Foam roll, stretch. And if you can, and if you're really brave, ice bath, ice bath, ice bath. Like I literally used, we used to buy bags of ice and pour it into the tub with the cold water and sit there like, oh, oh no, God, why am I doing Why am I doing this? But you know what? It is the most simple and it hits your muscles right away I mean it hits your muscles like some people cannot go to chirotherapy or anything like that some people don't have the means lucky for me I've tried a lot of things so I've, I've been fortunate but some people don't have the means you just spend $300 on an, a marathon for an entry you know just to enter a marathon let alone let's talk about running shoes and that expense yeah. um, so it's like how can I recover my body at home because that is where we are. We are at home before of a race. We're not supposed to be visiting anywhere. We're supposed to be resting. Yeah. Stay off your legs. If you can ice bath, ice bath, foam roll, stretch, hydrate, and carb up, but carb up in a smart way. You want to carb up throughout the day, the night before, um, the, not the night before. You want to carb up the day before and not eat a bunch of carbs right before you have to go to bed and think that it's going to last you. Because I think that that's another thing that I'm, I'm guilty of. Like, sometimes I skip meals throughout the day, and I eat a lot before of a race the night before. So your stomach is very bad in the morning. And I don't sleep. I don't sleep a lot. I, I have to struggle to put myself to sleep. So definitely, those are the things that I would say, prepare yourself for a race, take out your, your stuff the night before. And please don't try to run with 500 things on you, like an extra sweater, uh, a, a, a pouch. Like I literally hold my phone in my hand and I'm like, wherever it's going to go, it's going to go. Because another thing I did during my first marathon, I had an extra shirt with me because you don't know how to dress. You're like, OK, I'm going to sweat, but then I might get cold. And then what if it's cold? And then I might and then I might need this water. There's water stations throughout the marathon. Do not carry water with you. Do not carry any of that no. stuff with you. Try to be as light as possible. As light, you want to be as light as possible. Don't put any insoles or anything in your sneakers ever. Please don't. <laughs> don't. Did that too. Been there, done that. I can show you like the water blisters I came out of the race with were terrible. What do you I mean, eat for breakfast before, uh, like your your long? You know run? what's funny with me? Most people can have oatmeal. I suffer from like an acid acid reflux in my stomach, so I really I have to have like a, a nutritional bar or something very. It has to be extremely light, extremely. It can't even be oatmeal. Um, I'll usually have like two nutritional bars and some water. And I'm Puerto Rican, so I need a coffee shot, some type of coffee, because I will not kick off. If I don't have my coffee, I'm not going anywhere. Like, (laughs) I'm going to be standing there like, where do I muster up the energy? Again, I'm not a morning person. Like, Sundays in New York, usually, 
are long run days. At the beginning of your training, like your long run days would be Sundays, and then you would run a lot more than you would normally run. So let's say if you're running three miles during the week, you want to up it by two or by three on Sunday, which may require you I don't know how it is over there with you guys. But because you guys are kind of on a different climate, like weather and everything here, it's horrible. We're in New York. So you have snow, we're running through snow, we're running through heat. Right now, it is so hot here. It's 91. And that's hot for us. We're about to be in June and summer hasn't started. And today I ran I told my fiance, I could, I was supposed to get out at six. I'm like, I, I have to talk to Maggie and Glenda. So I have to get my run in early. And if they catch me mid run, that's going to be classic. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. And I gotta get out. And, um, you know, sometimes you can't get out of bed in the morning and you can't eat a lot and you just can't. And I say, I always tell, I tell my fiance this morning, I look at him and I'm like, we're having a rough time with training just because of COVID. And I don't know if you guys noticed just your breathing is different. I don't yeah. know when you guys are running, your breathing is different from all the mask wearing. Like yeah. I would breathe with ease. Now it's very tough for me. So this morning I tell him today's a day where I was like, I need dedication, dedication over motivation today. And it's funny. And he's like, you got this. Just go, just get out the door, just get out the door. I'm like dedication over motivation. And I say that to, and I always say that one day you're going to have that motivation and the days that you don't have motivation, you better get into that dedication. And yeah. dedication sucks. It sucks. Nobody likes it. I said to myself, I PR'd last year in the TCS marathon. I want to PR this year. And what really kills me is the heat. You know, you're training your body differently. When you have a, the same kind of weather all the time, you're consistent, right? But that also plays a part. The way you dress when you run plays a part. And here it's like one minute is like 60 degrees out and the next minute it's like 91 and you feel it in your lungs in the winter when it snows and stuff. We got to like jump through like piles, piles of snow. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, black <laughs> ice. Oh my God. And you, your lungs are burning from the cold air. So it's a different type of training for sure. Um, but uh, like you said, Maggie, like what we have to do to prepare it, it's, there's so many things. And I feel like new runners, especially, they get discouraged by that. Because they're like, I don't know what shoes to wear. I don't know what miles to do. I don't have a training plan. I don't have this. I don't have that. I tell people just run, just run, get out there and run. Trust me, when your feet burn in those sneakers, you're gonna know these are not the sneakers. Yeah. When you run the five miles, and you're dying, you know, you got to bring it down a notch. It's all trial and error. At the end of the day, even me today, when you text me, Maggie, I was like, got it. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Today's not a good day. It's too hot. I came here. I'm telling my fiance, this is horrible. Oh my God. But you know, once you know, you can do it. And then I have so many races coming up this year that it's like, oh, oh, tell us about that. Um, Well, this year is going to kind of resemble uh, 2019 and 2019. I raced in what we you probably heard of it because it's closer to you guys. I went to Oregon with my group, the Boogie Down Bronx Runners. We went to Oregon and Nike had us go down to do hood to coast. And it's basically wow. you running for a series of hours. You're running for, I think it was about 30 plus hours in a van and it's a relay. You can't go home until you finish the 30 plus hours. So you're up for a long time. And it's like, okay, I did my route. 
Here, I hand the baton to Maggie. Maggie, get out the van, run it. Okay, Glenda, your turn, go. And, you, and you're literally running for all of those hours. And when you're not running, you're in a van and you're like, okay, Dren, wake up, it's your go. Okay. And sometimes it's pitch dark. It was pitch dark. Sometimes it was super light outside, but it was amazing because we got to visit Nike headquarters. We got to talk to people from Nike. It was so great. That experience must have uh, like really catalyzed like the rest of the year. Because after that, I ran in Puerto Rico. And then after Puerto Rico, I ran in Chicago. And then after Chicago, I ran New York. And then after New York, I ran Philly. Wow. So it was like... And I was must have been in the best shape of my life at that point. Um, I did the Rocky Run. You guys gotta do that? that. Like, it's Philly. It's in Philadelphia. It's the uh, Rocky Balboa, like the movie, the Rocky oh, okay. movie. And you get to run like where he did the movie at, and the steps, and all of that. And you get three medals for it. We did that right after New York, which was a shot in the foot because it was hard to run after a marathon, like right after. But it was great. And you guys should do it um, because it's just one of those memorable runs. It's tough, but it's very memorable. I did the Lola in uh, Lola Challenge in Puerto Rico, which is amazing. You start at like 5 a.m. every day. And by the time you're done, it's like so nice because the sun is out. And then it's like beach time, eat time. Like <laughs> It's so great. And then you got your whole vacation. Chicago was a Chicago marathon, one of the world majors. I did Chicago in 2019. Last year, we were supposed to be in Berlin, but COVID happens. So we're, we're going to be in Berlin this year. So we have Berlin in September, uh, New York in November. We're still debating Puerto Rico again because we love Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Rico is also in September. So it's like all of the much later races, all back to back. So every, every you would probably have to like check if I'm still alive come September yeah. all the way to <laughs> December. Um, because it's going to be super hectic for me. But I mean, it's such an experience that by the time you're done, come December, you're like, wow, for Christmas time, you're like, this was an amazing year, like an amazing year. 2019 for me was an amazing year, pre-COVID amazing. When COVID happened, it was very emotional because we already knew like, we weren't going to have our races. We knew we weren't going to have that stuff. And which is why a big reason why we got vaccinated as well, because we want to travel, we want to do these races. And there's a big chance that if you don't get vaccinated, you probably won't be able to um, really participate in these events. So yeah, we're definitely going to be in Europe come September. Um, We were even supposed to run Greece last year. Um, Yeah, we had a race in Greece. Yeah. When, you, when you do these races, are you going with your entire running group or just whoever wants to go? So what happens is with Hood to Coast, it was more of a running group. Um, Oregon and Portland was a group run. But what's amazing is like everyone signs up differently. You get to know who's going from your group. So when you get to those places, you meet up with each other. The entire group won't come because, again, the group is so open to everyone. When people hear Boogie Down Bronx Runners, they're like, they're open to everyone. Like you could just be walking and you're still part of our group. Like you can walk the whole time. Um, so not everyone signs up to the marathons. But when I tell you this, if I'm not running, there's a saying that goes, you're not running, you're cheering. And it's true. If I'm not running, I'm cheering. So there's people that travel to Chicago and they'll, they'll cheer you the entire time. They won't run Chicago with you. Like when I went to Chicago, there were about a group of 10 of them that did not run it, but they went to cheer us on. 
Oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. And there are people, people will fly out just to cheer you on and just to get that experience. So it's, it's really, it's really just the breath of fresh air when you're in a place like Chicago or even Berlin in Europe. And you're like, you really don't know anyone. You don't know a spectator. It's so good when you come to a place where you see your friends cheering for you and you get like that extra, it's like Mario. You ever played the game Mario when we were kids? Yeah. It's like, like you get that extra boost that you're <laughs> like, up. yeah, I can go. Yeah, you just <laughs> go up. It, it just automatically just kind of goes up. Yeah, but not everyone always goes because maybe people don't feel comfortable running marathons. Some people are 10K runners. Some people are half marathoners. Some people are marathoners. We even have ultra, ultra, ultra marathoners in our group where they've run more than a marathon. They've run 30 plus miles. And I'm like, I got to get there someday. Like, I know it's getting there. You know, I'm, I'm going to get there someday. Like, ideally, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to run an ultra. And I can, I know, like, I can run one now. The key thing with running is when you run, you want to finish and you want to feel good, right? Yeah. You don't want to finish and feel like, Oh my God, that killed me. I never want to do it again. Which was me at the end of my first marathon. I don't know if anyone else, maybe you, Maggie, or like when you guys finished, I I didn't feel, I felt tired, but I felt numb. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's over. It's over. You know, when you prepare so hard for something and then you get it done or maybe even like a big party, right? You throw this huge party and then it's done in like two hours and you're like, oh my God, I spent like two years of my life prepping for this and it's over in two hours. That's how I felt. Like I was like, it's done. And I got into the car with my parents and my parents were like, oh my God, you're so great. This is so great. You did so great. You're so great. Like They just kept like saying all this stuff. It was in the distance. I was just like sitting there like numb out my mind. And then I went to work the next day. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. I, I always go to work the next day. Even this this past year before COVID, uh, when I ran it in 2019, I went to work the next day. They were like, we didn't expect to see you. I'm like, I do this every year. I come to work. I was, You know why? Because people make the mistake. And maybe this answers some of your question, Maggie, with the, with not only, how, how do you prepare is one thing. Mm-hmm. How do you recover is another thing. And I don't think people understand that there's a recovery process. And if you're anything like me, you're like, I ran a marathon. I'm running another one tomorrow. Like, I'm always like ready to go again. No, you have to relax. You have to stretch. You have to re-reboot and give yourself all, all that food, all that nutritional intake that you lost because you sweat, <laughs> you lose electrolytes, you lose so much in a marathon that people don't know how to recover. People don't know how to recover. And that doesn't mean staying in bed. And that's another thing, a misconception that people have. Like, oh, let me stay off my legs after a race. No, that's the best way to develop acid in your muscles. And you're going to be in pain for longer than if you at least get up, take a walk and stretch your legs out. You don't have to do no exercise. You don't have to go crazy, but at least walk, walk around a bit to get your muscles going again, because you go from running five hours to just let's go to bed. It's it's a shock to your body. Your body's like, whoa, what's happening here? To be a marathoner, you got to be out of your mind. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, the best people are. And I tell people all the time, running a marathon teaches you so much about yourself. Discipline. 
That's number one. So much about yourself. Like, what do you think about people? Like, what do you think about when you run? And it's like such a personal question because I'm like, <laughs> well, some days I think about everyone that like gets on my nerves. And some days <laughs> I think about how much stuff I have to do. And someday as a mom, it, it, it gives you a guilt trip too. Like even today, I'm like telling my fiance, are you sure it's okay? You're going to make the breakfast or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get out the door. Just get out the door. Because once you get out the door, you're out the door. You yeah. know, once you start, you start. And I think as a mom, mother runners are a whole different. Oh, my God. We're a whole different breed, I feel. You know, usually when your child wakes up, you want to be there when they wake up. And sometimes you you can't be. You know, you just can't. And sometimes I tell my daughter, I'm like, mommy runs. You know that? And she's like, I know. Because she's gone to my races. And she's like, go, mom. Go, mommy. Go, mommy. Go, go, go. And I've even put her in running too. Like she gets her numbers pinned to her shirt. She gets her, I've put her in running too. And the reason I did is because I want her to know what it is that I do and feel, and myself like not feel guilty about it as mothers, like, and as women, even as a, yeah. as a woman, right. You have a husband or, or you have family that you take care of at home. As women, we have so many responsibilities, right. And let's say your husband or your fiance or your your father that you're taking care of or your mother are, are not runners. They don't get it. They just don't get it. They don't understand why you get up at six in the morning. They don't understand why you have to go to bed at at nine o'clock, the latest, because you have a long run in the morning. Like I've lost a lot of friends to this too, because it's like the friends that I had as a dancer are not the friends that I can have now as a runner. Like right now I'm talking to you guys and you guys get me, get it. You understand where I'm coming from. And then there's people that are like, oh, I don't know why she's leaving at nine or, or, you know, why she's, uh, I'm like, cause I have a run. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, and with, with children, it's the same thing. They don't get it. And I'm like, she's like, mom, mom, where are you? And it's heartbreaking. And she's usually a lot of the reason why I PR honestly, cause <laughs> um, in my head, I'm like, I gotta get home. I got to get home. You know, the baby's going to wake up. I got to get home. So, you know, my fiance is like, you need to chill. Like, you need to chill. I got her. She's fine. And I'm like, no, I got, is Emma up? Is she up yet? Oh my God. All right. I'm doing 930. Maybe I can push at 835. And maybe I can even push at 730 if I go fast enough, you know? <laughs> and, you know, it's good and it's bad, you know, but women also weren't allowed to run you know, in marathons, I don't know if you know the history behind it, but women weren't allowed to, uh, it was a manly sport. And it sure as hell was not a Latino sport. It's something that has driven me a lot as a Latina and as a woman to take upon this sport, because look around you, how many women versus men do you see at the starting line? I can tell you it's, it's a very big difference. You can still see it today. And uh, I think that is because women have so many responsibilities and running is not something that's a priority. You kind of have to make it that way. I yeah. don't know. I, I, I guess like you have to fit it in your life to take care of yourself at some point. And me, I'm not a big spa person or a big like facial person or like, or my, I'm like, no, I'll go for a run. It'll cure everything. <laughs> I promise it'll cure it all <laughs> that's where I do all my thinking too like so when you ask like it's a personal question I'm like yeah it's really like you said it's really all mental after your 21st mile it's all in your head so after you know you can do 20 you're good you know you're gonna finish 
and it's true what you say like your body changes and I think that's when when people ask like training advice I'm like you just have to figure out where you are in your life right now where you are because the training plan that may have worked for you three years ago may not work for you now. Honestly, right now, after COVID, I'm still struggling with my breathing. And I looked at my fiance when I walked in and I'm like, open the door. And he's not, he's not able to hear the bell. And I'm like, open the door. I'm like <laughs> so livid. And it's because, you know, I just finished my run. My body is hot. Like my skin is legitly hot and I can't breathe. And that never happened to me. And I'm like, why can't I breathe? And then as I was running, I was thinking, you know, not for nothing, you've lived with a mask over your face for over a year. I haven't gained weight. I have my body, thankfully, hasn't changed. Just the breathing alone, breathing is so important to just everyday life and then running as well. So I was telling my fiance, I said, you know, I think that that this mask thing has really dealt us one. Because now it's like retraining, because you're not only training your legs, you're training your breathing. How can I breathe to make it to mile six, seven, eight, nine, ten? 10? Like three weeks ago, I ran eight miles at like a 930 pace, which is kind of slow for me. I came home, I felt great. Today, I ran like a five, a five mile at like a 1030 pace, which is very slow for me. And I was just like, oh, this was terrible. And yesterday I ran a 735 pace and I was like, this is, this is me. And this was, it was hot, but I was, this is me. Yeah, this is me. (laughs) Like, you know, when you know, it's you, when you find yourself and you're like, you know, this is you like, Mm -hmm. or you write something great and you're like, yes, this is me. This is Maggie or this is Glenda. Like, this is who I know myself to be. You know, you know yourself, you know yourself better than anyone. And that's why I tell people like, you're asking me how to, how you should train. No, ask yourself how you should train. And, and people don't. The problem with with people, it's like they don't want to run to figure it out. They just want you to give them a packet and say, here, follow this plan. And it doesn't always work that way because that Mm -mm. plan that they're giving you may not work for you. When you start it, you may say, you know, I can go faster than this or I can go. I have to go slower than this. And the minute, unless you're trying to become like an elite professional runner, which I don't think any of us really are. We're just trying to run to run, you know, (laughs) Uh, it's one of those things where it's just like I tell people, stop looking at all the the craziness, what everyone else is doing, because then they're like, oh, she she ran 10 miles. I need to run 10 too, or I need to run 11 too. And I'm like, no, I get up. And sometimes today I was like, I'm doing eight. Today is number eight. I'm doing eight today. I did four. I got to Randall's Island and I said, I'm going to do five. And that's what I got in me today. I got five. Because what happens is it's good to push yourself. And God knows I am the queen of pushing myself. <laughs> I some like my fiance is like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Like you're killing yourself. You're crazy. And I'm like, I didn't train. And I ran eight. And I said, I'm running eight. He's like, you haven't been training. I said, I don't care. I'm running eight. And I ran eight because I set my mind on eight. And today I set my mind on five, six. I got five. And today was one of those days where you got to know when to check out and say enough is enough for today. Enough is enough for today. Because we're, we're, we're a, just in everything. We're a society that, that we are triggered and catalyzed by. You go against the grain. You keep moving. More work is great. No, more work. Sometimes you end up hurting yourself. Wake up with a swollen knee. Now you out of commission for the next week. Yeah. Now what? Now you just delayed yourself. So you know, um, 
I've done that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I know. It, there's nothing I have not done. People are like, you don't know what happened in my run. I'm like, what? Did you crap yourself? Because I've seen that along the way too. Like, you know, there is absolutely nothing I have not probably seen in running. I've seen people take pretty bad falls. Whoa. And a word of advice, if you're a biker, stay in the biker zone. If you're a runner, stay in your runner's lane. Because if there, if you ever ask me a pet peeve in running, is that, it, you know, there's a biker lane and there's a running lane. And you would be surprised how many injuries happen to runners because a bike rammed into them. Today, it happened to me in Randall's. I'm like, the bike almost rammed into me. I'm like, I'm in the runner's lane. Why are you in my lane? I take it personally. <laughs> get off the bike. Get off the bike. <laughs> are you guys both running the marathon this year? I know Maggie is. Glenn, are you? Yeah. Convinced me, <laughs> but I've managed to sign a bunch of people up. I'm just trying to get as many people as I can because I don't want to do this alone. I want everybody to be in pain, just like me. <laughs> so yeah, I suckered my brother into doing it. When I signed up, I just signed him. I signed him up as well, and I was like, "You owe me two hundred dollars." <laughs> And he was like, okay. <laughs> Are you guys following the same training plan? Yeah, I'm a little bit faster, but yeah, we're trying our best to follow it. We are going to work on strength training. I think we both have that. We're going to. Yeah, when you yeah. guys first did it, did you fa- did you see yourself following a training plan the first time that you guys did it? Not at all. No, no I did okay. it by myself and I was just like, I'm just going to run this marathon because I've always <laughs> been like a runner, like a 5k runner in high school. I danced as well, but I would always run. That was kind of like how I just cleared my mind. So one day I was running and I was like, I'm just going to run this marathon, you know, but I had no idea how to do it. And so now everybody will ask me questions. How did you do it? My brother was like, if my sister did it, I can do it and I can do it faster. So he's, <laughs> He would really like to qualify for Boston. He's pretty fast. I don't think I can. I'm super slow. You can. You just have to practice, believe it or not. I've seen some people BQ and they're everybody's like, I'm going to BQ. I'm like, you're going to BQ. Okay. And like my fiance is always telling me, he's like, babe, you can BQ. And I was like, I know I can BQ, but it's going <laughs> to hurt. It's going to hurt. <laughs> and I've been in pain, but that may be a whole different type of pain for me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I'm a punk for that stuff. I'm like, I know I can be cute, but what is the easiest way to do it? Which is the easiest way? I'm really thrilled to find out like how you guys, how you guys feel afterwards. I didn't know we were, I know Maggie, when you told me like you were running November, it didn't hit me. So when he said it, you're like, we're running the same day. And I'm like, I was just so happy that New York was happening that I didn't even care what day it was. Uh I'm like, I just know it's happening. And when you said it, I'm like, oh crap. Me and Maggie are going to be running on the same day. And the thing with New York, I don't know about in, in over there, but here, like, you have to wake up, like, at, like, Jesus, like, at four. Yeah, and we have to true. take, like, a special bus to get us to a bridge because we cross, we start on a bridge. We start at the Verrazano Bridge, which is another reason why you need to run New York because it's amazing. And it's just, like, we're, like, slumping over. And sometimes it's, it looks like a bunch of zombies on a bus. <laughs> and then we st- we have to wait at the starting line for, like, two hours. And we're, like, because it's November. And in New York, we're, like, freezing over here but it'll be good to see how you guys do and how you feel I I guarantee that it's going to be very different for you guys now that you have a training plan because you've already experienced it you already know what's coming Mm -hmm. you know the pain that's coming you're mentally going to be ready for it by that time 
And I really tip my hat off to you guys. Training in the heat is no Mm-mm. joke. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that because LA Marathon is always in March every year. It's in March. So this is the first time that it's in November, which means marathon training is going to happen through the summer. The weather here, even in the summer when it gets really hot, if you get up and you do your run like at 6 a.m., it's fine. It will be hot mm-hmm. in, around 8, 8 a.m. So okay. if you get the run in, in the morning, it's good. In March, when I ran the marathon that day, I remember grabbing like, you know, the, the people that are like holding out water. I was grabbing it and throwing it on myself. And that day was <laughs> not even hot. It was actually like maybe like low. 70s but my body uh-huh. was hot so I was like drinking it and throwing it on myself so I was soaked across the finish line and I stopped I got really cold because it was chilly it's in front of the beach and oh, I was like wow I'm so cold and Glenda, yeah I, Glenda's mom took me home and so I was like they had valeted the car and like it took a while to get the car out and I was just sitting on the sidewalk and I was like I'm so cold mm-hmm. and everybody's <laughs> like yeah like my family was there they're like what are we doing after I'm like I need to go home yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I need to take a shower they don't get it they don't get it yeah they don't get it it's with us we have to walk like four blocks because they close everything off so in order for us to meet our families or get our cars after the marathon you see everyone walking down the avenue with their ponchos and we're like oh my god like the car is so far it's like five blocks (laughs) I'm like oh my god like they really gonna make us walk five blocks after we just ran a marathon but I mean it's great like sometimes I'm on Instagram I'm like come on Maggie I want to see your run I want to see that you ran because you know I love to see like other people running and getting out there because it's it brings a sense of community mm-hmm. even from LA to New York if I know someone in LA that's running I I feel that mm-hmm. you know I know you know it's I'm there with them like I've just always been very community since growing up like I've always been big on community and like if you're in my community like you're my community like here we're big on that you're a runner I got your back you know like like I had an argument with my fiance a little earlier it was silly I said he he's been biking a lot to try to get up to speed and I tell him you're not gonna bike anymore I don't want to see you on the bike anymore you need to start running you just need to start running you know and he's like I, I am but I'm just biking first I'm like you're not gonna become a biker we're, we're not doing that here we're not we're not doing that I, you know and I in cycling listen I have friends that are bikers and I think it's it's a very strong sport it takes a lot of endurance just as running I respect the sport but I'm a runner. I hit the ground running. I'm like, what do I, I'm not getting on a bike. You want to catch me dead on a bike. <laughs> nope. Nope. And it's so funny. Cause even have you guys ever did that? Like I could run to the store. It's only three miles away. I can run there or I can run. It's only 10 miles away. I can run there. Like you start thinking that way yeah. sometimes like, why do we have to take the car? We can run there and get what we need and come back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you become that self-absorbed with it. That I'm always like, okay, who ran today? Yeah, they ran today. <laughs> yeah, Freddie and I walked to Trader Joe's. It's like about a mile away. And he's always like, okay, but we're not going to get a lot of stuff because then we have to walk back with it. And then I'm like, what? And then he's like, yeah, because who carries it? I'm like, you. <laughs> <laughs> and here I don't know if it's like though I guess the walking score here like I do see a lot of people walking because it's there's still like bars and restaurants but it's not like New York walking where everybody walks it's not like this mm-hmm. like people drive because a lot of things are spread out today I was trying to do four miles or three and a half but I had mapped it and I'm like oh I'm gonna run to Porto's Porto's is like a Cuban bakery that's there's a few of them here in like the LA mm-hmm. area so I'm like okay if I run to Porto's and back that's like 4.4 miles. I'll do that. But I didn't. What, what apps? 
what apps do you guys use for your like maps and stuff? Like, what I, are you guys using? I use Strava. I used to use Nike, okay. and that's how like I have uh, Glenda on the Nike app and I have other friends so it alerts you and then you can cheer them on and Glenda yeah. would me little voice like little voice like yeah girl so it would just play I would be listening mm-hmm. to music and running and the alert goes off as soon as like you start it so then yeah. Glenda would be like hey girl and it would just start playing and I'm like what the heck <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was using before but I'm using the Strava app now mm-hmm. but to see where I'm gonna run because I live by two freeways. So there's like a lot of homeless underneath the bridges. So I tried to avoid like those underpasses. Right. So that's why I was looking. Cause I'm like, how can I get to portals and avoid like the whole homeless strip? So I'm like, I'm going to go around. So that's yeah. why I was looking, but I was like, it's kind of know. everywhere. Like the here too, like there's certain streets or alleys or, or certain things that I avoid. Or like, I just, if I know I'm going this way and I see something funny, like I'm like, well, I guess it's not going to be a, a, a a three mile it's gonna be five because I have to cut around you know like but there's also an app called um it's called footpath mm-hmm. it's called footpath and you can actually map it out and see how many miles like on your phone and it'll show you like the freeways and certain things so that you can just like map it out physically I did that for my virtual because last year I did the marathon we did it virtual though um mm. so that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> I always I always feel like it anyway. And my fiance's like, it counts. We did 26 miles. I'm like, and it was bad. It was brutal. It was hailing. It was like ice rain on us. We were so cold. And we had, I got splashed like by eight cars. It was just so bad. It took us like six hours. It's just, it was just then it's like, we had to save it on Strava in order for it to count. And what happened is that the phone started to die. Oh, heck no. And oh, then we yes. have, and then we have our our garments on so I have we have he has Nike I have Garmin we were running it on our phones we're doing it together and if we lost it it would not count so we had to call his sister who was kind enough to come and we had to wait for our phones to recharge somewhat so that we can get going again so it's like a marathon that would have taken us maybe five we ended up doing it in six because we had to keep stopping to charge our watches our phones because we were running Strava and then we were running the actual New York Road Runners. It was hailing, raining, the phones were dying. And then we're like, imagine we ran all this and it doesn't count. And I I would have just at the floor right there, I would just die right there. I was just like, but it, it didn't, you know, I started like, I was emotional afterwards. So I was like, you know, I really miss running. And he was like, well, we're going to get back to it. You know, it'll come back. I'm like, no, this is like, life for me and he's like I know but like now I'm struggling just to get back in I think that's everybody though yeah um after COVID but you guys have to show me your run like I'm on Nike so I can be that annoying person (laughs) and be like (laughs) (laughs) uh and just go crazy for you girls because that's just like how I I I like to see people especially women I'm like you're not cooking you're running (laughs) (laughs) you know you're not cleaning you're running you know it's, it's good to see it's good to especially latinas you know because yeah. we're raised a certain way cocina mapea limpia you know because that's how we were raised trabaja da, da, da. and then just to see people running i'm like yeah 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 my uh, dad used yeah. to run he used to run track in mexico so he, he used to run so i always tell him like i help him up i'm like dad i'm a runner like you and he's like oh yeah i remember him coming <laughs> 
he came to my because I did not run as an adult I think I started in like my mid-20s probably so I invited him to my first 5k it was not even like a half or a 10k it was a 5k uh in downtown LA and he was at the finish line with a little notepad like paper and pen he's like because he wrote my start time and my end time it was so cute so I always invite him to come with me my mom on the other hand she's like ¿Por qué haces eso? like estás, mm-hmm. aquí, estás mayor, tus rodillas se te van a acabar. like uh-huh. for her it's like you're older you're a lady it's not safe like why are you doing right. that and my dad's just like he gets it like he gets it my mm-hmm. mom doesn't get it and she's like it's mm-hmm. not safe out there and I'm like I mean you're running like who's gonna catch up yeah. like it is yeah. like if you run into something it's a little like sometimes a little sketch but I'm like you just keep running no one's gonna run behind you like if they're not yeah. running they're not gonna run behind you so they're not gonna run like me I walk I run and I always have like this very serious I'm always straight and I'm always very serious because I'm like mess with me go ahead just mess with me that I'm gonna run after you so fast <laughs> because it's it's dangerous. Now it's dangerous. And I actually was listening to a podcast of the dangers of running as women and like the things that we face just being out there at all hours of the day. Cause what if you work too early in the morning and have to run at night? And like there's certain things and I'm like, I'm always carrying like a nail filer or something with me because I'm like, I I'm not gonna let no one do anything to me. Like this is incredibly scary. Um, sometimes in the winter it gets darker quicker here so Mm -hmm. it's like by four o'clock it looks dark and you're like oh my god I gotta run and I mean you there's great people everywhere but there's bad people sometimes too Um, that goes without saying anywhere you go there's definitely but I can't wait for you guys you guys have to look into running New York you got to run New York and I'm definitely going to run Cali at some point I wanted to do the big sore I think it's called Mm -hmm. right big sore yeah yeah, I've been I've been wanting someone told me uh, found that I was a runner and he was like, he's from Cali. And he told me, he's like, you have to run that. You have to run that. And I'm like, OK, I'll run it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm such a sucker. Like Maggie could call me. She's like, Joanne, you want to run? Yeah, I don't care where it's at. I don't care. Oh, no, it took a lot yeah. of convincing for Maggie to get me to run this LA Marathon. I was yeah, like, let- no. <laughs> I was so hyped up and it was because it was the first race. And Glenda was like, you're crazy. I told you no. And I was bugging her <laughs> while we were recording a, a podcast episode. So I was like bugging her, bugging her, bugging her. And she's like, I told you I would think about it. And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> But at the end of, of uh, the episode that we were recording, she was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. She's like, I'm going to say it here in front of everybody. Yeah, like, I'm, I did I'm not like, expect looking, that. Did not I'm expect looking at that. her the whole time and she she looks like she's in, but she really doesn't want to be in. She's yeah. like, I'm in this. I'm going to back you here. But I'm really prepared. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to do it alone. And then I was like, imagine how you're going to feel afterwards. You're going to feel so amazing. And she's like, did you forget how painful it was? I'm like, no, but, <laughs> but still, you know, there's a, like the other feelings that come with it because it brings other traits. Like she's disciplined, Correct. like she's, mm-hmm. if she's going to set her mind to something, she's going to have to train. Like it's a lot of good qualities that come with training for a marathon. I, when I mention it, I'm like, yeah, I ran a marathon. Like I like to brag, like, why not? I'm going to do it. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only have one. I don't have a right. lot like you, Joanne. It doesn't but... matter. No, it doesn't matter. One is one and one is it. I started with one. And I tell people that all the time. I started with one. 
And it was just like, I just kept going. I'm like, I love this. This is this is great. It's painful. But the feeling you get after like, you did something and you accomplished it. And it really helps if you guys can like travel now with COVID restrictions, lightening up and everything kind of getting back to normal. Like if you make a vacation out of it, like give yourself some days to get there a little before run the race. And then afterwards, it's so our our minds are so tricky that way. Because if you like, do it that way, it, it's more enjoyable. Because you're like, wow, I remember when I went to, you know, Portland, or I went to New York, and I made a weekend out of it, but I got to run in New York, like, oh, I got to run in LA, like, who's who gets to see that? Like, who not many people. And if for people like Glenda, who are not completely convinced, there are only 70% convinced, <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll be some a motivation to kind of get out more and do it, do more. Because there are what they call the world majors um, marathons. And once you complete all the world majors, you get this huge medal that shows all of the six that you did. Um, mm. And it's New York, Tokyo, London, Berlin, Boston, and Chicago. Wow. So, so you've already done a few. How many? I've done a few. I got, I got to get to Tokyo. I got to get to London. Um, yeah, I have a few, but I did Chicago. I did New York. I'm doing Berlin. And then I have about, I'm halfway through. Damn. Halfway through. Awesome. That's amazing. I can't wait to go to Tokyo. I can't wait to go to London. I can't wait to go to Greece. And I think those are, those are the races where you really like, wow, I really run, you know, because and we're looking back at videos that we took in the airplane and stuff. And I have like my sneakers thrown over my shoulder and I'm like, leave me alone. And, <laughs> and my fiance is documenting me. And I'm like, now during COVID, like he's like, you know, you're okay. And I'm like all emotional because like I'm watching those things. And I'm like, man, do I, I wish I was on a plane to Chicago right now. <laughs> um, but we're going to get there. It's going to be good. I cannot wait till November to see how you guys do. You guys are going to do badass. Just keep, just keep with the training and hydrate and like the days you don't want to go, go, go. <laughs> Thank you. That's every day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're anything like me, like literally, if I'm not running, I'm strength training like every day. I took a rest day this Friday and I ate some pizza and it was the best thing ever in my entire life. I've never, it felt like I've never eaten pizza before because your <laughs> diet also changes. And I'm a pescatarian, so it makes matters worse when I see like a big burger. Like your body wants it, but at the same time, it makes me feel yucky because I won't eat it but the smell of it opens your appetite but I won't touch it because it makes me nauseous <laughs> like I looked into a lot of that stuff and I, I'm like okay I'm going pescatarian that's it and I've been pescatarian for a very long time and again that also changes how you run because you're fueling differently and uh I ate pizza this Friday and it was the best and I don't <laughs> regret it and I had a rest day <laughs> and I was just like okay I ran and I worked out every day but I took a rest day Friday I don't suggest people do it that way. That's just me. I work better that way. If I start taking breaks and rest days, I will screw up my entire plan. I will take four rest days, five days. It's like the minute you don't give yourself an option, just don't. It's like that girl, Mel Robbins. I don't know if you've heard of her, the five minute rule that she says, give your a five second rule. It's called not five minutes, five seconds. She says, whenever you think that you don't want to do something, redirect your thinking, it counts to five and redirect your thinking to something else to doing it. And I've been actually practicing that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, I got to go. It, it just gives yourself a, a mental thing. It's like part of a TED talk. She's I think she's in TED talks and stuff like that. 
listen that's all I do at work I listen to <laughs> to runners podcast while I'm doing my crime stuff I'm like yeah I'm gonna do that and yeah, I'm gonna do this and I yeah, I'm, I'm psycho <laughs> when it comes to running I'm psycho but um I love it and that's what happens when you love what you do despite how hurtful it is please keep in wow. contact tell me how your training yes. is going I'll be oh. so thrilled and try to come to New York. I promise I'm going to try to come to, to LA okay. um, at some we point. Definitely but will. definitely need to come to New York <laughs> so we can watch your <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling really pumped up after this conversation. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go out there again, even though I took a shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because it, that's sometimes what it takes. Like it says, if you want to be a runner, surround yourself with runners. If you want to be a dancer, surround yourself with dancers. Because like you said, your dad speaks your language. You guys get it. Um, and there are certain things that I'm telling you. And watch that movie, Limitless, that oh, I posted yes. on my IG. Glenda, watch it too, Limitless. It's so good. Um, okay. It's about runners runners in India. And I was like, I was crying like at work. I'm like, this is like, we complain, but we are so fortunate. So fortunate compared to these other places. But yeah, keep in touch if you guys need help, advice, anything. I'm here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. You're a no problem. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.